Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the house of the Lord, to this time of worship. A few announcements for you this morning. Um, I, I have to read. Um, Jason sent me a text this morning, and it said, praying for you, the team, and the worship service. We just got out of our service, and Zeke said, I'm praising God for Cornell. <laughs> Is Cornell here? Did you hear that? Oh, well, we'll have to make sure he hears that. Um, a few other announcements. This week on Tuesday at 6.30 is the monthly prayer meeting where prayer warriors gather together and pray for the church. They meet in the nursery at 6.30. Terry Ewan is the leader of that this week. And so if you can come, pray for the church. If you can't be here, pray for the church at home at 6.30. Join with everyone else. Um, And you've probably seen that the office hours now have been changed slightly. They're from 9 till 12 and 1 to 3, not the 3.30 like it used to be. The lunch bunch is reactivating because we all had so much fun going out for lunch together. So Wednesday, August 2nd, will be the first meeting of the Lunch Bunch, and you'll be getting more information about that. Um, Cornell, I see you're back. I was talking about you, and you had disappeared. But I had a message from Jason, and they had come out of church, and Zeke said, I am thanking God for Cornell. So, (laughs) I had to make sure you heard that. (laughs) He said Cornell. (laughs) Um, And this week, Cornell celebrates 19 years of being our organist. (laughs) And it's charger time again. So the chargers once again will be renting our parking lot for specific days when they have their community programs. It doesn't look like there are any Sunday programs this year, but if you have business in the church during the week, we have passes on the table in the back that you can bring, which will give you access to the parking lot. So just take a pass if you think you might be coming to the church during the week, and we'll be letting you know what days they will be doing their their community days, and we'll be using our parking lot. But it's that time, and it starts again on the 14th of this month. 
So I'd like to encourage you to take our friendship pads and fill them out with your name and your information so that we can see and know that you're here. And if you're new, we can let you know how happy we are that you're visiting. So with that, let us go into our time of worship And the call to worship that I'm doing today is a responsive one. So if you would join with me. Okay. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your faithful ones will bless you. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout the ages. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up those who are bowed down. Loving God, as we gather in worship today, we do come to sing praises and tell of your wonderful deeds. Enable us to hear what you speak, to see what you disclose to us, to respond to you in our prayers, that we may be strengthened to follow you all of our days. Amen. And before we sing our first hymn, and you're going to be standing up for that, let's stand up and greet one another. Let's stay standing and sing our first hymn.
Sometimes it's difficult for us as human beings to separate the sin from the one committing the sin. But when we come before God, he does not look at us as despised sinners, no matter what we think of ourselves. He looks upon us as his beloved children. So as his beloved children, and with that confidence, let us together humbly confess our transgressions. God of forgiveness and mercy, hear our prayer as we confess our sin. You command us to tell of your mighty deeds, yet we remain silent. You call us to act faithfully, yet we are slow to respond. We claim to be wise, but we do not know your law. Our allegiance is divided, for we worship false gods. Help us to obey Christ, to whom we owe our existence, and to love our neighbors, whom we are commanded to serve. Hear us now as we silently bring our personal confessions to you. Together, as we truly seek forgiveness, we rest in the assurance of God's grace made known to us in Christ. Amen. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. As children of God, know that we are forgiven in Christ Jesus.
Thank you, Tim and Brian. And I don't know if you noticed in the credits, but Tim is also the composer of that piece of music. And it just happened to have the same title as my message for today and was a perfect uh, introit into the message. The Gospel of Matthew was written not just as instructions for that small band of Jesus' followers, but for all who would read his words in the future, and that means us. This very familiar passage we are looking at today is often referred to as the Great Invitation and are probably words that you memorized long ago. Although this passage addressed the religious community at that time, it has come to be a message of great comfort to many. Hear the words from Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. 
Pour out your Holy Spirit, O God, and prepare our hearts to accept your word. Silence in us any voice but your own, that hearing we may obey your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Have you ever felt weary? I guess that's a yes. How many of you are perhaps feeling burdened and weary today? And you don't have to raise your hands. That feeling of total depletion of your strength, endurance, mind, burned out, weighted down by cares and worries. It is much more than the after effects of a sleepless night. I think we have all been there. Psalm 145, as we read in the call to worship, reminds us that the Lord helps those who have been defeated and takes care of those in trouble. That's our message for today. During his earthly ministry, Jesus was the doer of many signs, wonders, and miracles. He traveled from town to town, and often his works were not acknowledged for what they were or who he was, and his frustration is evident. They saw miracles, yet they failed believe in the doer. It must have seemed like whatever he did, it wasn't enough for some people. John was criticized for his aesthetic lifestyle. Jesus was criticized for associating with sinners. What does it take to make them see? Jesus is addressing the Jews who followed the laws of the Torah so carefully. They were critical and scornful of his teaching and his followers. They devoted themselves to their studies to become wise. To know God, one needed to be a scholar, they believed. Jesus tells them that only the Son knows the Father, and only the Father knows the Son. As that Son, he knows the Father. And to follow him and hear his teaching is how they too will really begin to know the Father. In Jesus, God gets a face. They did not want to hear this. They did not want to believe his teachings, and therefore they did not follow. This was too different from their teachings. But Jesus comes with a new approach. He tells them, They need to come as a little child. He sees that those who recognize him as the Messiah do not do so based on their superior status or intelligence, but by the grace of God who sees their hearts. But even the people who should have known who he was did not get it. The rabbis the Pharisees, even John the Baptist. 
Jesus was speaking to people desperately trying to find God and to prove themselves worthy of the relationship and finding that an impossible task. For the Orthodox Jews, their religion was a burden governed by rules and laws. They had 631 laws that all had to be followed to be in good standing with God. Just knowing all those laws was a daunting task. But then constantly trying to follow every one of these rules was enough to make anyone weary. Every action and activity of life was regulated. For example, there were laws regarding rising in the morning, washing the hands and dressing, cleanliness before prayer, eating and giving of blessings, just to name a few. They were trying to carry an impossible load. The rules forced upon them by the religious leaders of the day. He uses the term heavy laden to indicate how overwhelmed they were with this burden, trying to measure up to the expectations of the law. The Jews even referred to the yoke of the Torah or the yoke of the law as it was a very heavy burden. For them, their salvation was based on these works. They had to earn it. What a load to carry. The wisdom Jesus offers is not gained by being wise and clever or having great degrees of learning. It is offered to those who come meek and humble and open-minded as a child is. He included women, Galileans, the poor. When Jesus had earlier given the Sermon on the Mount, he introduced this thought when he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they will see God. The world would not know God through great book-learning wisdom. A trusting, childlike faith allows them to believe they are loved just as they are. People with a simple, pure faith. We hear in Scripture Let the children come to me. God's truth is revealed through Jesus Christ. Those who have seen the Son have seen the Father. Martin Luther is quoted as saying, Stop speculating about the Godhead and climbing into heaven to see who or what or how God is. Hold on to this man, Jesus. He's the only God we've got. The welcome Jesus gives 
is the welcome God gives through him. God had told the prophet Jeremiah, I will satisfy the weary, and all who are faint I will replenish. Through Jesus, we see the Father. He invites all to come. He invites us personally. We are invited into his loving presence where we are given peace with God, rest from our constant striving to please God, and a calmness about our salvation and our future. Jesus is not demanding anything from us. He is making an offer. We receive many invitations in our daily lives, invitations to weddings, parties, graduations, lunches, etc. We can accept or decline as we wish, but none are as important as this invitation from Jesus. We also have the option to accept or decline, but the consequences are far greater than missing a party. Jesus calls to us, Come unto me, gentle and humble. He contrasts with the religious leaders. Where they had 631 laws and demands and their pride and special titles, Jesus had two simple demands. Love the Lord your God and love one another. Jesus invites us to come, to bring our pain, our guilt, our struggles And come to him. And the first thing we must do is agree that we need Jesus. That we cannot do life alone. As John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent his Son into the world to save us. We all come bearing something, a sadness, a worry, a heartache. We can be very good at hiding them from others, but they are still there. We, too, are trying to measure up. This shows in strained relationships, depression, stress, feeling of inadequacy. How many of us go through a lifetime of trying to be good enough? We are burdened by our anxieties, our fears, our temptations, and our loneliness. They may steal our joy. We are human. If you are weary, if you are burned out, if your faith is wavering, do not despair. Jesus calls us beloved, whatever 
our concerns. Jesus is calling you to come, to walk with him, to learn how to live. He offers rest from distractions, hope and healing for the hurting, and instructions on how to live in grace. Jesus invites us to come with our wounds and our pain to God. God does not keep us from all pain or suffering, but God says, come to me. Yoke yourself to me. Let me walk with you and share your load. We may still see loved ones die. We may get difficult medical diagnoses. We may struggle financially. We may face the challenges of aging. There are disasters and wars in the world around us. Jesus did not promise all these would magically be gone, but he offers rest for our souls, peace, love beyond measure, a new beginning, salvation. When we answer that call to come, we focus on Jesus, not on our problems. As Paul wrote to the Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. As Christians, we know we have the gift of eternal life. But Jesus is offering rest from our daily burdens as well. We can quit some of our struggles and allow Jesus to help us carry them. Jesus invites us to take his yoke upon us. The image of a yoke was a new approach to life and its responsibilities. Life brings many challenges. Instead of offering an escape, Jesus is offering a way of coping. A good yoke for a donkey or oxen was very carefully shaped and contoured to the shape of a particular animal, so there would be no chafing or rubbing, and the load could be carried as easily as possible. It was part of the harness used to pull a cart or a plow or drive the mill beam. It was designed for two animals to allow them to share the workload and accomplish tasks that one could not do alone. It was how the master guided them and led them to do the useful work they were trained for. One animal was usually more trained than the other, and so became the leader. Likewise, when Jesus spoke of a yoke, it was as a means to lighten our heavy loads. He does not remove our need for accountability or our burdens, but he helps us to bear them. Wearing a yoke makes one, animal or human, part of a team. 
The load being carried is shared and becomes lighter. At first thought, one might think of a yoke as bondage or servitude, as the Jews considered the yoke of the Torah. But Jesus wants us to see it as a connection to him, considered a yoke, a relationship that makes our work easier. Not so much a symbol of obedience, but as a symbol of working together. And yes, we do willingly submit to Jesus as our master and as our savior. In looking at the invitation to come, I thought of the poem at the base of the Statue of Liberty, the lines we are most familiar with. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest-tossed, to me, I lift my lamp beside the. Oops. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, many people the lady with her lamp and promise. to come, many of our ancestors, no doubt. I think of a child crying, hurt, or upset, and mother reaches out her arms and lovingly says, come here, and enfolds the little one. Comfort and peace, safety and security. At times, we need to be with God, as a young child is with its mother. The many needy folk from the community who are coming to our doors daily are seeking more than just a lunch bag. They are weary and burdened, overwhelmed with life. They are looking for hope and rest. They find Jesus at our doors, where they are received with love and caring and a lunch. Jesus says, come to me. He did not say, come to church. There is more to it than that. He says, come to me. In me, you will find the rest and peace you seek. Our salvation and rest come from God's grace and our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. When Jesus says, come to me, he is calling us to a personal, loving relationship with him. So how do we respond? How do we come as invited We remember the Sabbath, and we keep it holy. The Sabbath day each week gives us rest 
from our earthly labors and is a foretaste of the rest of our of the rest for our souls to come and yet sabbath rest is more than just a day off from working it is a time for physical and emotional renewal it is also a time for fellowship like we enjoy here after each service a time for becoming better acquainted with ourselves others and god a time for holy laughter and sharing it also introduces us to the kingdom of god and the eternal life it brings our souls are replenished quieted and nurtured but rest without spiritual rest is incomplete how do you remember the sabbath and keep it holy we are asked to seek god to get to know him for to know him we know the son how do we get to know the son through scripture through worship through studies through time spent in his presence in friendships marriages and other relationships we would not grow in love and understanding of that person if we did not spend time with them relationships will not grow when they are given only a perfunctory hour each week Jesus is inviting us to come to seek him out willingly humbly in love like innocent children seeking that relationship like children looking to be fed and in being fed growing in response Jesus shows us the father Jesus says learn from me listen to my teachings we learn by reading studying watching and we find peace jesus invites us to come and pray come in fervent prayer come daily come with gratitude for the father's love give your problems and concerns to him and receive rest peace and comfort martin luther once said prayer should be brief frequent and intense and we are invited to follow christ love as he loved serve as he served matthew 28 instructs us to go and do Jesus invites us come unto me come unto me in prayer come unto me and learn about me through scripture and studies come unto me and follow me and go forth and do likewise come unto me and follow my two commands love the lord your god and love one another
show that love. Come unto me with your cares and your burdens and let me walk with you. Come unto me and you will find the rest your souls so need. And so we do come. Amen. Loving God, you are faithful in your promises and tender in your compassion. Hear us when we come to you weary and worn. We come as little children seeking the peace and comfort you offer. We give you thanks that Jesus intercedes on our behalf. In him, we know that you stoop to hear the cries of the suffering. You comfort the lonely, and you do not send the needy away. We are grateful that all manner of human want is in the embrace of your love for all of creation. You have called us to come to you. Hear us and help us when we cry out through Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, if you would stand as we have our hymn of response. seated. And we come to the time in our service now where we receive tithes and offerings. Uh, If you're listening at home, it's address your envelopes to the Church of the Covenant, Box 2128, Costa Mesa, 92628. And I have learned that next Sunday we're going to have ushers passing the offering plate. It's, <laughs> it's been a long time coming, but 
we're getting back to that. So that will happen next week. So don't put your offering in the plate there. Wait until your, the plate is passed. So uh, we will now enjoy the offertory music.
pray with me. Blessed are you, God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have gifts to share. We humbly bring to you today the gifts of ourselves, our time, our talents, our offerings. Accept them and use them for your glory and for the service of your kingdom. Multiply them and use them that others may know you and love you as we do. Amen. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Standing on our hope in the Lord, let us take our prayers and concerns to our God, our God who promises to never leave or forsake us. Please pray with me. Holy, merciful, and loving God, we love you because you first loved us. Thank you that your love never ceases, even when we act like brats. We are grateful to be here together with one another, worshiping you, Lord. Thank you for all the freedoms afforded to us, particularly the freedom to worship you in public. Thank you to all the men and women who serve in our armed forces. Keep them safe and free. Keep us safe and free. Bless them and protect each one. Daily, we are challenged by our complex and ever-changing world, and we pray for your guidance, O Lord, and clarity. Give us wisdom to make choices that align with your will and your purpose for our lives. Help us to discern how to best use our talents and abilities to make a positive impact in the world. Strengthen our faith as we continually seek to live out our calling as your disciples. For a world in desperate need of you, holy God, we lift up those who suffer at the hands of violence, oppression, and injustice. We continue to pray for Ukraine and its people. Be with each one and swiftly end this war, Father, we pray. Be with those affected by natural disasters, war, and poverty. Provide for their needs. Comfort the hearts of the lonely, the homeless, the refugees. Provide them with the aid and support they need and prompt each one of us to be instruments of your change in this world. For the leaders of our nation and the world, we pray for your wisdom and discernment. Guide them in their decision-making that they may work for the well-being of all people, upholding justice and promoting peace. Help us to be responsible citizens, engaging in the issues of our time and advocating for the marginalized. Inspire us, O Lord, to be your agents of justice and peace, working towards the elimination of poverty, prejudice, and inequality. Lord, we pray for our church. We pray for your wisdom and discernment and as we seek to fulfill your mission right here in Costa Mesa. We pray for guidance for our pastors and leaders 
that they will seek your face and lead us with grace and compassion. Strengthen the bonds of fellowship among us that we may be a supportive and caring community, always reflecting your love. For our brothers and sisters who are facing trials and challenges, we pray for your comfort and healing. We continue to pray for your healing presence with Patty, Buzz, Keith, and Kevin. Thank you that Kevin is now at home and recovering. May your presence be felt by those who are grieving, suffering from illness, or experiencing hardships. We pray for your strength and courage to persevere and to remind them of your abiding love. May our church be a beacon of hope and a bastion of love to all, shining your light into the darkness. Loving God, we offer these prayers. We remember that you are a God of compassion and grace. We trust in your abiding presence and in your faithfulness to hear and answer our prayers. Strengthen our faith, deepen our love for one another, and empower us to be your hands and feet in the world. And we continue worshiping you, Lord, as we pray as you taught your disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please rise if you are able and join us for our sending hymn.
we can kind of think of Jesus as a lifesaver. And that's the cue, because you're each going to get a lifesaver. Not a little, not like this little piece of candy that will quickly melt and disappear, but one that will be with us for all eternity. Jesus knows the challenges that we face in our daily lives, and he's inviting us to come and walk with us. He's offering hope and healing, peace and instructions on how to live. This is why he came and why he calls us to come. If you have any cares or concerns that you would like prayer for, come to one of us after the service that we can walk with you through your challenges. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you and all whom you hold dear today and every day. Amen. Go in peace.